0: Welcome to the show. The Mad Chatter is here. Ah. Madness. It's the fantasy madness show. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Fantasy Madness podcast. With me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan M. K. That's right. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. It's always much appreciated. Follow me on the Twitters and the Grams at RMK Madness, please, if you do not already. Ah, Yes, week 10. Just a few weeks left of the fantasy football season. It's getting down there. Oh, so I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. That's, yes, yes, I hope. Myself, I did. Yes was good it was good did some video games with the kids sunday morning i woke up to fresh brand new new japan pro wrestling because the best of the super juniors tournament has started along right alongside world tag league and if you're a fan like me this is good stuff and exciting news so you like that you like that a lot and then of course the football and it was some fucking crazy football right <laughs> and i needed i needed a good weekend. I did, I did full transparency it's been a rough few weeks have having some struggles and it's it's kind of, i've just had some things just the, a little bit of the the negative the negativity and and just being down creep into me and and just you know affect me a little bit just a tad and so it's been kind of tough to get things done as I normally want to. And I had a really good weekend and I felt really good. And things seem to be clearing up a little bit. And so there you go. There you go. We push on and hey, better days ahead. Hey, hey. remember this. It could always be worse. Whew. No matter what the situation could always be worse for sure. And a crazy football Sunday it was. It, it really was. And you had some really good stuff going on. First of all, a couple of huge runs, right? Ronald Jones had that big run. You had another one. What was the other one? I don't know. But you had the, the Hail Mary. And how often do those ever pan out, the Hail Marys? Just a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Teams bouncing back. One team staying undefeated. It goes on and on. Crazy, crazy Sunday of football that I thoroughly fucking enjoyed. So, why don't we go ahead and get right into it? Because that's what we need to do. Get into the madness. Okay. Week 10 madness. That's right. That's right. Let's go ahead and let's just fucking dive right in. Right? The early games. And this was really weird. This is two weeks in a row. I don't know how this is working for anybody else. But two weeks in a row for me that I've had one early game on TV and two afternoon games. And you know what? Not a fan. Not a fan. I like give me those two early games. So I have shit to watch early because I just want the football early. And then I enjoy the afternoon game. And I like to take a nap during it. And then and then I get ready for Sunday night. I don't like this one one a.m. game and then two afternoon games. I don't like this stuff. And it's a.m. for me because shit starts at 11 o'clock here in Colorado. Anyway, let's get to the early games. First up, you got the Giants and the Eagles in New York. And the Giants took care of business, won this one 27-17. And somehow, the Eagles are still in first place in that piece of shit division that is the NFC East. And they got like a 3-5-1 record or something like that. What the fuck? It's insane. Anyway, the Eagles offense did not look good. Sanders, I mean, he played solid in his return, but he's getting touchdowns vultured by Corey Clement. It's just terrible. It's just I don't know even know what to say about the Eagles anymore. I'm sure they'll have better days, but fuck's sake. Oh. Daniel Jones, on the other hand, wasn't bad. Slayton went five for 93. And hey, they won the game. They won the game. The Giants defense has been playing pretty well as of late, I would say. I would say, I would say. So, I don't know, not a much, just kind of a yuck game, even though there's some points, I just, uh, moving on. (laughs) Jacksonville at Green Bay. Jacksonville put up a hell of a fight, but obviously not enough to take down the mighty Green Bay Packers. James Robinson continues to do his thing. He went over 100 yards again, and Chark is once again leading the wide receivers in Jacksonville. LaVisca Chenault obviously out this game. Keelan Cole was the one with the TD, however. And then for the Packers' side, it was actually Marquez Valdez scaling with the big day. Four catches, 149 yards, and a touchdown. This is what we like to see for Marquez Valdez scaling. This is what I was hoping for more of last year. And it just didn't materialize. But thank you. I will take it now. Thank you, MVS. And, you know, Adams was solid. Got a touchdown. Aaron Jones was okay. Um, but really, it was an MVS kind of day. And there you go. Moving on to the next game, you got Washington at Detroit. The football team, or the foreskins as I like to call them, 27 points to Detroit's 30 because they lost on the last second field goal. That Matt Prater hit 59 fucking yarder. Good for him. Good for him. I don't really care that much about kickers, but there are a few that I tend to root for. And Prater, he's solid. He's solid. 59 yarder, good shit. Good shit. Good shit, printer. And but the, the Lions played well without without Kenny Galladay. They really did. I had Washington picked to win this game. I because I just see how much the Lions' offense is different without Galladay, but they really picked it up in this game, and that was because they were using a shit ton of DeAndre Swift, and that's what we like to see. They should have been doing more of that from the beginning. Right? Right. But they weren't. But now maybe i don't know because he had a good game a few games back and that didn't materialize to like more of a workload so maybe maybe they have seen the light but good to see from deandre swift i mean he had 81 rush yards and then he had five catches for 68 yards and a touchdown thank you again deandre swift marvin jones chipped in 96 yards and a touchdown himself and then on the Washington side, you had Antonio Gibson with a couple of TDs. McLaurin went over 100 all-purpose yards because he had a couple of rushes in there. And, you know, just uh, Washington's kind of doing their thing this year, right? You, you know you're going to get some from Gibson and McLaurin. And, and you know, you see Cam Sims popping every once in a while. You, you see guys every once in a while. Inman, when he's healthy, he could have a game here and there. But for the most part, you can rely on McLaurin and Gibson to give you a little something. That. That's about it. That's about it where the fuck has Logan Thomas been? Where the fuck? He should be used more. Way more. I'm just saying. More Logan Thomas. I'm de- now I got to take a drink because I'm just... I'm, yeah. It makes me mad. Some of these teams, they have these awesome fucking tight ends. And they don't use them. That's what I was saying about Irv Smith previously for the Vikings. And then they start using him. And then he was was hurt. And now he's hurt. Not to play Monday night. That will stink. Anyway, moving on. Enough Gatorade. Let's keep this ship moving to the next game. (whistles) You've got Houston at Cleveland. Is that my cat really scratching at the door? Houston at Cleveland. And what the fuck? When did either one of these defenses start playing this good? I expected much more, especially from Deshaun Watson. But even the Baker Mayfield off, and don't get me wrong, welcome back Nick Chubb, okay? Welcome back, 126 yards and a touchdown. And hey, Kareem Hunt went over 100 yards himself. But I expected, I guess I just expected a lot more from this game Points-wise, action-wise, everything. And uh, it was really kind of turned into a bit of a defensive battle. And that's what the fuck. 10-7. And Houston, there's just not even really anything to talk about. Their offense was just rough. Poor Duke Johnson. There goes that opportunity. Because David Johnson will probably be back next week. Ah. <sighs> Just kind of a rough game all around. Nothing, that, that, not a whole lot to take from it at all. That is, yuck, yuck. moving on. Now, this one: Tampa Bay visiting Carolina. This one, this one. Bucks roll it, forty-six to twenty-three. Major bounce back for those Bucks. Brady had four total TDs, three passing, one rushing. Rojo had that big rip and run of the fucking whole field. And then he had a total of 103 93 yards and a touchdown. Fournette takes a back seat. Godwin led the receivers six for 92. Antonio Brown did have seven catches for 69 yards himself. Evans and Gronk both had a TD. So overall, good day for the Buccaneers offense. And then for Carolina, I mean, it was just Teddy struggled. Mike Davis struggled. They just, offense as a whole struggled. DJ Moore did go 96 and one, which is, you know, great. if, If you love you some some dj more and you roster him and you play him and you start him because he, he's been very up and down this year unfortunately but uh just yeah not a lot not a lot not a lot not a lot a lot a lot. lot. see so, yeah, i talk about how much things are starting to get better and then i come in here and it's just tongue twisters <laughs> but anyway moving on to the late game <laughs> games. First up, Chargers at the Dolphins. Justin Herbert versus Tua Tungabailoa. You know, I listened to this uh, Dan Levitard show with Stu Gott's podcast, and if you know what that is, you're either a fan or you fucking hate it, but it's it's currently an ESPN property, but it's a good... uh, basically spoof of a sports radio show so they talk sports and whatnot but they very much talk other stuff and don't take themselves seriously at all and are very much the anti anti sport talk show sport talk show if that makes sense and they were not too long ago doing uh entries for songs about tua on because they're a miami-based show and um I had one that I didn't get to enter because it's, I, again, a lot of stuff going on in the past few weeks. But I had a song myself and it was based on, you know, a lot of people do like the parody type thing where you pick a song and then you invent your own lyrics. So I was going to go with Chop Suey, System of a Down, and go, To a, To a, To a, To a Tongue of Tua, To it, To a Tongue of Violoa, To it To a Tongue of The Quarterback, To Tua, To a Tongue of Don't Take a sec. Tu a to a tongue of Iowa, the quarterback to a to a tongue of Iowa. I don't think you trust in my Ryan Fitzpatrick now. You start to a tongue of Iola Tua Tua to, to a tongue of Iowa. Do a do it, tongue of I. See, I kind of messed it up. The first the first verse, I th- there was a couple of times I threw one too many tuas in there. But that's my my tua tribute song based on Chop Suey Basses some of it down. And I just never entered it. I should still send it to them fuckers anyway. That's what I should do. That's what I should do. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of tua, he had an okay game, but really both quarterbacks, both the rooks that everybody was excited to see, they were both solid. You know. Herbert didn't, it wasn't one of his special games. And Tua, you know, played well, did some good things, but nothing, you know, super flashy. But they get the win, 29-21, the Dolphins do. And, hey, Kalen Bellage did lead the running backs for the charge. They must really hate Joshua Kelly. That's all I can think. They must really hate him. Because they, they even 18 for 68, <sighs> Less than four yards. Kalen Balazs, whatever. <laughs> Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry had TDs, but just, uh, yeah. It's a not as explosive um, a game from the Chargers as you've seen in the past. Miami, they were just a tad better. They were just a tad better, and it wasn't. Anybody on Miami, or how should I put this? A lot of people were looking who would emerge from Miami's backfield with Miles Gaskin out. The answer, Salvin Ahmad. Now, this is a guy that I've looked at several times back when he was actually with Jamichael Hasty as an undrafted rookie on the 49ers. Okay? He started out, he was picked up originally by the 49ers. And I look at this guy's profile, and it's just. I mean, the, 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 let's look, let's look, if I can get to it. Salvin Ahmad, Salvin Ahmad. But it's there's nothing overly spectacular about this profile. He's below average in all metrics, below average in college dominator, yards per carry, college target share. So what is there I'm supposed to see here? That is supposed to impress me. And yet here he is. Leading the Dolphins. Football's crazy sometimes. Because i passed up on this guy because I'm like, I'm just not into his profile. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to waste bench spots, anything like that, on somebody who's got a poor player profile. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to. And here he is. 85 yards and a touchdown on 21 carries not bad. You have those, you have those, because football is just weird. And for speaking of football being weird, Jakeem Grant was the leading receiver for the Dolphins, which we knew he could get a little bit of a pickup, you know, being that Isaiah Ford was shipped out to the Patriots and that Preston Williams hit the IR. But I really didn't expect him to be the leading receiver. But hey, 443 yards and a touchdown, 443 yards, Ryan, come on, talk better. Talk better, chatter. That's why your name's Chatter. You chat. <laughs> okay. Next up, next up. Let's get back to the, get back to what we're doing. Next up, you got Denver at Las Vegas, and this was just man. The Raiders beat shit out of them. <laughs> Drew Lock uh, disappoints again. Did not look impressive at all. Four interceptions. Jerry Judy led the receivers. He did end up playing four for 68 for him. Good job. Hamler, KJ Hamler actually had 10 targets. So that's interesting, something to keep an eye on. He is definitely going to be involved in that offense. And then basically it was just that the Las Vegas just ran the shit out of the ball all over the Broncos defense. I mean, It was a running machine. Josh Jacobs had 112 yards and two touchdowns and Devontae Booker, 81 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, they just rammed the football down Denver's throat all fucking day. And they kept getting the ball back to do so because of the interceptions. You just got to wonder, you know, there's a lot of talent on this Bronco team and yes, they've, they've been decimated by injuries, but, uh, Things like this got to start making people wonder. Start making them wonder. That's, uh, next. <laughs> I live in Denver, so I'm just going to go. Next. <laughs> San Francisco at New Orleans. And, uh, yeah, that offense, uh, as predicted, would struggle, that San Francisco offense. Uh, IUK did hit 75 yards and a touchdown off seven receptions, so good for him. But the run game, I mean, Jerick McKinnon, I mean, this is supposed to be the thing, the Shanahan special, the run game. And Jerick McKinnon, 18 carries, 33 yards. Just disappoint. And But, hey, you got to give the Saints D a lot of credit. They've been playing lights out the past few weeks. And Breeze, they need to play lights out now because Drew Breeze, done at the half. Jameis Winston came in. He played pretty good. No interceptions. There's probably a lot of people looking for he's like, is 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 you going to throw an interception? Nope, but he did take a couple, couple sacks, but played well in relief. But it was, it was a very run-heavy game for the Saints. They, they were basically doing to the Niners, but the Niners, you know, do it to other teams. And they had three guys, eight plus carries, Kamara, Taysom Hill, yes, Taysom Hill, and Latavius Murray, who actually had nine. And then Kamara had three total TDs. 83 reception yards. It it just, just, uh, kind of similar to Las Vegas and Denver. It was just kind of a, a just ground and pound game and don't let you, you know, just suffocate the opponent by taking that football and just, here, motherfuckers, stop us, stop us. Oh, you can't, oh, you can't. We're just gonna keep taking this football and shooting it right See what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, sleep and food. As always, this is what I need. More sleep and some more food. No lie. And probably some more weed. Some more marijuana, if you know what I mean. And we'll move on. I know. I know. I'm out of sorts. (laughs) Of course, I've been saying that the last couple of pods. We know why. We do. We knew why. Seattle at L.A. Rams, (sighs) Rams, <sighs> Alex Collins sighting. Remember him? Remember him. Been out the league for a minute. He's back. 43 yards and a touchdown. But man, blah offensive performance again. But like, <clears throat> talked about possibly some concerns in the last pod about these damn Seahawks. I love them. You love them. As far as. Fantasy-wise, we love the Seahawks, They, they, they do. but you had to have some concerns about the past couple of weeks, and I picked the Rams to win this game because of that, and they did. It's just, uh, they, they, they're struggling right now, the Seahawks are, and part of that could be lack of a big running game, but they did have Alex Collins going a little bit today, and it's just, I don't know, the Rams' D just clamped down on them. Russell Wilson was the leading rusher with 60 yards. <laughs> you know, it just, they don't have the defense they used to. They don't have the run game right now. So it, it's a lot on Russell Wilson's shoulders. And it, he's doing a commendable job. But, uh, you know, Seahawks definitely might not be as much of a contender as many originally thought. Yes? Yes. Could be. Now, for the Rams, they finally gave Cam Akers a bunch of carries. But he got no touchdown because Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson got the (laughs) touchdowns. And then you had Josh Reynolds leading the receivers with 94 yards off eight catches. A very weird game. Like Josh Reynolds, hey, how's it going, man? Been a minute since I've seen you. And then Alex Collins, yeah, it's really been a minute since we've seen you, Mr. Alex Collins. And, you know, I had thought that would be one of the games of the day, and it was just kind of bleh. But you know what was a game of the day? Mm. Circle the wagons on them bills. Take them out to the desert. Arizona takes that one, 32 to 30. And boy, (laughs) what a hell of a game. Game of the day. As I said, back and forth, woo high scoring. They were just whoo whoo. Kyler, Kyler Murray just going off, three total TDs. Kenyon Drake went for a hundred yards, and then Nuke Hop- Nuke Hopkins. Blah. Let's try that again. Nuke Hopkins, Nuke Hopkins. That's right. Nuke Nuke Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Seven catches, 127 yards, and a touchdown. One of those catches and the touchdown that we speak of was at the very end of the game when Kyler Murray launched the ball down the field, hail Mary, into the end zone, and Hopkins, among several Bills defenders, came down with a ball. It was fantastic. What a play. It was just a good game, crazy way to end it, a whole lot of fun. And the Bills, hey, they're right there. They were right there. They should have had that game. Very rarely do the Hail Mary. As I said previously at the beginning of the pod, how often does that shit work? The, the, the Hail Mary. It never worked. Hardly ever. I shouldn't say never. Hardly ever. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. The Bills got got. Allen was solid. He did have a couple of interceptions. But uh, they also, they... they It went back to having no fucking run game in this game, essentially. But hey, Allen was airing it out. Beasley, 11 for 109-1. and Led receivers, but Diggs was right there for 93 yards and a touchdown. And, uh, you know, you gotta give the Bills props. You got to. But you also gotta think, man, Allen, you can't be throwing interceptions in these big games. You can't be doing that, buddy. You can't be doing that. So, Hell of a battle between a couple of the top teams, and we move on to the top team at the moment. That's right, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they take care of business yet again against the Cincinnati Bengals, the visiting Cincinnati Bengals. 36-10 was the final score, and Cincinnati just struggled. It was a big day for T. Higgins. Seven catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. But otherwise, not a whole lot going on with this offense. Joe Mixon was out and, and I expected Geo would do something but it's just this it was rough rough outing for Burrow and the Bengals today yesterday whatever <laughs> once again full transparency you know if you've listened for a while I record this Sunday night but I also often try and speak as though it's Monday because that's when the podcast will come out but sometimes, almost every podcast, in fact, episode, I tend to give it away, right? Because I can't keep the shit straight. <laughs> this is why you just don't lie. It's shit like this. This is even a lie. This is bit. Be- I mean, I guess you could consider it a lie, huh? I guess you could. But, you know, just trying to make it seem, I guess I don't, there's really no reason to, is there? <laughs> All right, now we're getting completely off track. Completely. Off track, as I was saying. Pittsburgh looks damn good, man. Ben, despite being on the COVID list and banged-up knees and all that, four touchdowns. Deontay Johnson had six catches for 116 yards and a touchdown. Juju had another one of Ben's touchdowns with 77 yards. Chase Claypool had the other two touchdowns. You got to wonder about James Conner. Not doing so hot. Not doing so hot at all the past few weeks. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. The Steelers' run game. Situation. But, all-around good performance from the Steelers. They kill it. They continue to go on to be the only undefeated team left in the NFL. And then we have Sunday Night Football. (laughs) Everyone had the Patriots winning this shit, right? Fuck. Fuck me. Shocker. The Ravens' offense held in check by this fucking Patriots defense that has played like shit as of recent. They really showed up tonight. Lamar had a couple of touchdowns to Willie Sneed, but other than that, uh, not much going for this offense at all. New England D really played well, and uh, they themselves didn't have a lot going on in the offense, not much in the passing game. I mean, Jacoby Myers did have five, catches 59 yards, but the story with him is he also threw a touchdown. That's right, to Rex Burkhead. And then Cam Newton threw another touchdown to Rex Burkhead, so Rexy had two TDs, but don't forget about Damian Harris, who was questionable going into the game. He played over 100 yards again, 121 to be exact. So, hey, you got some good things from the Patriots tonight, so maybe it's not all doom and gloom for them, because that's certainly, I was wrong about that. I thought they were going to get fucking run out of the building like literally because we run all over them and then run them out yeah i thought baltimore was gonna win this one pretty easily and it became evident uh pretty early on that that's not the case so hell of a game for new england this is more what i expected to see a little bit closer to what i expected to see when cam first joined them so good to see a good game from that and, you know used to fucking hate the patriots but <clears throat> At a point, I just started to respect him, even though I still found them annoying. <laughs> and then you break up, the coach and the quarterback, and it's like, oh, this should be interesting. Brady on the bucks and that's been going great so far. And then Bill, he's sitting here, and a lot of people dogging him like, oh, well, I guess Tom Brady, he's, you know, he's doing well in Tampa Bay. I guess it was the coach, not the coach, it was the quarterback. Shut up. Shut up. Man. Belichick's good shit. Belichick is good. And even with him, so finding this girl. I'm starting to come around on him a little bit too. As far as, you, you know, a little more than respect, because I've respected what he's been able to do. But coming around on him as an individual, he doesn't seem quite the curmudgeon I once thought he was. Anyway. <laughs> ah, what a fucking week, people. May I please have your attention. The store will be closing in five minutes. That's right. It's that time. And this pod shut this shit down, you know what I mean? I can go get some of that food and sleep I've been talking about. (laughs) But before we go, the trade deadline. Now, maybe in some leagues that's, you know, today. Maybe it's tomorrow. But it's around that time. Maybe your trade deadline's already passed, and I did mean to mention this a week or two ago, to be honest, but another one of those things where the past few weeks have been so fucking nuts and crazy, and it's just been hard to get everything done that I've wanted to get done, as I mentioned. So, here we go. My thoughts on trade deadline. (laughs) If you're playoff bound, and you could use a little juice to the, the roster, go for it. Because you can always get prospects, draft picks, you know, the things people normally look for in a trade if they're giving you some, You can get that stuff back. You can. By trading away players yourself. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to give this first round pick to get this guy. I'll never see it again. No, you can you can give up a guy to get one back. You can do the same thing. I feel like people forget about that sometimes. <laughs> hey, I've done it myself. I, Not really by design, more because it was the 2020 draft. I didn't have any picks and nobody wanted to give me any picks, even for good players, because it was the 2020 draft. <sighs> At least not any high picks. Because it was the 2020 draft. <laughs> but yes, if you play off bound... Juice up your roster if you can. You know, don't sell the farm, but do what you can to kind of juice it up. See if you can get give yourself any kind of edge advantage going into the playoffs. And one thing you really need to pay attention to, schedules. Some people don't, you know, think a lot about this, but I do. And it's more than just standard. You really got to look at if you're going to make a move. Is that player's schedule, you know, is it, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? <laughs> oh, now we're falling apart. Is it appealing? <laughs> I'm going to go with that word. That's not the word I was, I was searching for, but that's the word I'm going to go for. Is that schedule appealing? As, far as Does it look like playing some teams where they're going to be able to score some fucking points? It's not the end-all be-all, but take that shit into consideration. If you're specifically trading for a player to help you in the playoffs, probably make sure they don't got a shitty playoff schedule. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's all. And obviously, if you're not playoff-bound, Get rid of those older players. Me, more and more, I'm starting to get rid of the running backs, younger and younger, because I know, like Dalvin Cook, to me feels like it's, it feels like a good year to sell Dalvin Cook. He's crushing it. You could probably get a lot for him, and even if he doesn't start to decline next year, it'll likely be the year after that. <clears throat> it just might be worth hitting the gold mine, the jackpot, with him while you can. So yes. You want to try and gain those picks. And that's what's wonderful about Dynasty. And see, I usually I like to be somewhere around in the middle where I'm competing, but I can still, at the end of every year, sell some people, make some trades, get some picks, get some other players. I did a lot of that this year. So it's good to be able to be flexible and willing to trade. And, uh, you know, that's it's just one of my favorite things about fantasy football, to be honest, is trading. The issue with trading is not everybody is good at fantasy football trading. That's, that's a whole nother conversation. Anyway, so make sure you get your rosters in order. We got three weeks left, and then the fantasy playoffs are starting. So get your house in order, motherfucker. That's right. And we might as well, before we... Get out of here. Get into a little bit of a Thursday night football prognosis. And I'm going to keep this short and sweet. You know, really a former Vikings fan. And I kind of denounced it. I'm just kind of over it. And really, I'm kind of over being a fan of any team in football. Particularly now that I'm really covering it more and more, and, and seriously, it because it, there's really so much heartache in football. <laughs> there really is, and, and I just got tired of the Vikings, and particularly after the extension of, and the Vikings became near and dear to my heart because of my time spent in the Midwest. When you live in Iowa, who has no sports team, you usually become a fan of one of the teams from the NSC North, and Kansas City's pretty close, so there are some Chiefs fans there as well. But I was rooted for the Vikings, and I just had to kind of stop doing it. And now, for the first time all season, I'm kind of feeling a little, um, not attached to them again, but I, it's like I'm excited for them, for their fan base, for Vikings fans, because I know what it feels like. And they're not going to. Go on to win the Super Bowl or even make the playoffs with the way they started. But to see them really ramping it up a little bit, it's kind of nice. Right when they were counted out. And I think they're going to crush the fucking Bears. Because this Bears offense struggles. They didn't have a run game in the first place, really. David Montgomery. But now they really got nothing. Because no David Montgomery... Tariq Cohen was lost a long time ago. Artavis Pierce, he ain't it. Ryan All, he ain't it. They ain't it. Sorry, they ain't it. And now, 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 you got the Vikings coming into town. And they know you don't have shit for a run game. So they're going to be able to keep some people back. And cover this, the receivers a little bit better. And I, that, it's going to be interesting to see how Minnesota plays this. It is in Chicago, where Minnesota does struggle a little bit. But I just feel like the Bears are going in the wrong... Two teams going in different directions, right? Bears started off hot, have struggled since. The Vikings started off ice cold and have heated up as of late. But the biggest thing is, I just don't. I think they. Dalvin Cook's found his groove, man. And I don't think uh, the Bears, even though they got a pretty good D, they're not going to stop Dalvin Cook. They're just not. I just don't. He's not going to be stopped. He won't be stopped. And no Irv Smith, as I mentioned before earlier. So I really think you're going to see some Thielen and Jefferson in this game. And I just. I just think they're going to. They're just playing better right now. Minnesota is as a whole. And I just. I see another bad game from Chicago, but again, Minnesota's not special either, so <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if Chicago pulls it off either. You know. Anyway, anyway, that's what I've got for you people. That's what I've got for you, and again, much appreciated for everyone joining, listening, and you know, hang with me. I know I'm had. Some mishaps with the mini madness, and and as I said, it's we're all struggling right now in our own different ways, right? Like there's not a whole lot about 2020 that's been easy for most people, you know. So as I'm getting through my own stuff, and I'm still trying to do my thing and put shit out, get this content out, and get my thoughts and feelings and opinions out, as I'm still trying to do all that, you know, I do know. That there are some, that may walk away. Um, hell, during all the election stuff, politics, you get people that lose interest or and and decide to unfollow you because they don't like you ta- bringing politics into their sports or whatever. People have their own reasons, <laughs> but I really do appreciate anyone that's been listening and continues to listen. No matter how crazy this shit gets. No matter how often I flub my words and tongue twist myself. And, and yeah. Lose my train of thought. <laughs> so I appreciate all of you. Who stick through and consider themselves madcaps. And part of this whole mad thing that we do here. So. That being said, I also want to highly advise you to check out New Japan Pro Wrestling. I gotta mention that. I just mention it all the time because I love it. It's awesome. It's entertaining. And I think you need some good entertainment these days, right? Right? Yes. So let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. Once again, much love to everyone. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Don't work too hard. I'll try not to as well. <laughs> on this day, on regular work. This stuff I'll grind my ass off. But regular work, uh, let's just put it this way. 20 plus years of the restaurant restaurant industry. Ah, yeah. Ah, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> that's just how it makes me feel sometimes. That's just saying. Just saying. Ah, that's how it makes me feel. But again, have a great week, everyone. Much love to you all. Stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad. That's right. Because all the best of us are. Oh, mad, that is. Yes, yes, yes. And ta ta for now. We'll chat again soon. Laters. Welcome to the show.